Hey, all right, good morning, K2, or any of you who are watching, and maybe it's not even good morning. Whenever you happen to be watching this service, we're just so glad that you joined us and um, so excited about everything that Derek just shared with us, with you, that's going on here at K2 in the near future. Um, I, I do, though, actually, before I start my message today, um, I just want to pray. Uh, obviously, um, if you know what's going on uh, this Sunday, I'm actually live at a park <laughs> in the valley. And so today's Thursday, and I'm recording this message. Um, but man, there's a lot going on in our country right now that needs to be prayed for. And the, the truth is, we, we've got three days between this and Sunday, and who knows what's gonna happen in the next three days. It's so crazy. But my, my heart is heavy over the, the terror that's happening down in, with Hurricane Laura. And then uh, with Jacob Blake uh, and the t- continued tension, racial tension. Um, and then the election uh, is creating such a sense of fervor and passion and division. Um, so man, I just, wanna, I just wanna take a moment and, and lift up our country. And, uh, and I wanna pray for you. And I wanna pray that, that you uh, and I in the midst of the struggles of this world, um, we'll have God, that we will really have him helping us through it. So let's, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Father, we come to you because you are far above everything that's going on here on this earth. And Lord, there's so much struggle, there's so much hardship, there's so much division, there's tragedy. And I just wanna lift these to you. God, first of all, I just wanna pray for the destruction that's happened with Hurricane Laura. God, I pray for all of the people who've had to abandon their homes and who are losing so much of what they invested in. I wanna ask that you right now would be with them. I wanna ask that you will comfort them. I pray that you will give them peace. I pray that you will give them hope. God, I thank you for the innumerable number of people today and in days following who are gonna rush. In fact, I know Bob Silverthorne, even our own guy from K2 today is on his way down to help. And we just pray for the many people, God, who are gonna offer their service, their time, Um, to help. Would you strengthen them and encourage them? God, we need you in the midst of a world that we cannot obviously control. And Lord, I just wanna lift up our country in the continued division, the tension, the violence, the injustice, things that are not of you, that are not of your kingdom. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to move and bless us. God, as we turn, as we turn to you, may you strengthen us with your grace, with your mercy, with your truth, with your compassion, with your justice. God, as we've been saying here, may you help us to fight against racism as you do. And Lord, may we continue to be agents of peace and righteousness in this country. And God, I lift up uh, the upcoming election and uh, well, Lord, the the possible, well, not even possible, the division that's already 
happening in our country. I just ask Lord Jesus, would you have mercy on us? Have mercy on us. Lord, I wanna pray for your church. I'm gonna ask that you would help us to put our hope in you and not in any candidate, any political party, any election. Again, Lord, help us to stand strong in your kingdom and in your ways so that we can see your kingdom come here on earth and your will be done. And we do pray, Lord, that you will put your hand on this country in this upcoming month before this election. And we just ask that you have mercy on us. So Father, um, and now as we move into the message today, what an important, important topic we're gonna cover. And I just ask you to anoint your word, your scripture, may your Holy Spirit for every one of us who's listening today, um, may you open our eyes and help us to see you, help us to know you. May your word penetrate to the deep places of our heart so that it transforms us more into being like you. So that Jesus, through your spirit, you can bless the world. And I pray that you do that in your precious name, amen. Yeah, man, you guys, uh, wow. It's just, <laughs> it feels brutal almost to me. Every day when I click on the news and on the website and just read and, 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 and literally I, the, the topics at the, at the headline just continue to change over and over because there's so much hardship and brokenness and pain and suffering in our world. And I don't know about you, but man, I, I just feel like we need something good. <laughs> we need something good to take place. And so I just, I'm just gonna start here and just remind us that God actually loves the world. <laughs> he loves every person in this world. And God desires to bless the world. That's what he wants to do. And so I just wanna to say today, if you're watching today and maybe you're, you're frustrated with the world and you're struggling and maybe you you're, don't believe yet in Jesus Christ and you're checking out Christianity or just needing something from God, I just wanna tell you, he really, really loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to be able to live in this world, in the midst of all this brokenness, with hope and peace and strength and love. All that you need, God is saying, I want to bless you with that. That's why I love Jesus when he taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what God wants for us. It's great news. <laughs> that the way of God can come into your life. And I want you to know that today. And what's amazing is God wants to bless the world, but the way that he chooses to bless the world, he's always worked through people to bless the world. And so Jesus, he actually said, he goes, as the father has sent me, I'm sending you. So now let me, let me just say, I, again, if you're watching and you're considering or you're questioning or you're desiring to possibly put your faith in God, that's great. And I, but today's message is really for the church. 
It's for those of us who actually say we follow Jesus. Because what Jesus says is, the Father sent me into this world to bless it, and now I'm sending you into the world to be a blessing to the world. So God has made us, you guys. He has made us to bless the world. And let's just be honest, too often the church is not seen as a blessing. Even right now, if you hop on social media or you watch the news or things, you will see people claiming the name of Jesus Christ and being anything but a blessing to the world. But I wanna tell you, man, K2 as a church, we moved out here 17 years ago from Detroit. But we moved out here because we knew that God was asking us to come to Salt Lake City to be a blessing to this world. And so let me just show you a quick history of this. The nation of Israel was made to bless the world. In Genesis, way back in Genesis 12, God says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God created a nation, Israel, to be his people who would walk in his ways because his ways are good, because they're right, because they're loving, because they bring blessing. And he wanted Israel to show the rest of the world, hey, look at our God. Look at our God. He's good and his ways are right. But ultimately, when he says, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you, that's because through the nation of Israel, through that lineage, Jesus Christ would be born. And so Jesus Christ was made to bless the world. Now, I was, let me just be honest, I was a little bit leery about putting that word in there because Jesus Christ is eternal. Everybody know this? He wasn't, he has never, he has never not existed as the eternal God. And yet somehow, mystery of all mysteries, he entered into the womb of Mary and was created. He was born. But why? In Luke 2, it says, the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. It'll be great joy for all the people. Jesus came to bless all the people, the world. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus himself said this, the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Jesus became man, son of God in the flesh to bless the world. And then followers of Christ me, any of you who are watching this, who actually have put your faith in Jesus, we are being made to bless the world. Matthew 4, 19, here's what Jesus said to his disciples when he called them. He said, follow me and I will make you, you are made, right, to bless the world. Jesus said, I will make you a fisher of men. I'm gonna make you that. That's what Jesus is saying to us. And so when I read that, I, I just realize it's like, I follow Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus, then we're made to bless the world, to go after people, to help them to know God. That's what we're here for. 
In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 19, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, which is simply saying, if anyone actually has been born of God's spirit, put their faith in Jesus Christ, is filled with him. He says, the new creation has come. And then he goes on to explain what's that mean. It means the old's gone. I don't live for myself anymore. God has wiped out my sin in Jesus. I'm in Christ now and Christ is in me now. So that old selfish living where I'm just doing whatever's best for me and making my life better, gone. The new is here. Well, what's that? Well, then I love this. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And then he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God is the one who said, you matter to me. And again, if you don't know Christ yet, if you don't know God intimately and personally, he's saying, all this is for me. I come and I reconcile you to myself so I can bless you. But then man, once we're blessed, he gives us the ministry of reconciliation, of helping people. What's the ministry of reconciliation? It's just helping people who are in the midst of this broken world get back together with God so they can have the hope and peace of life. And, and that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Hey guys, if you're a follower of Jesus, it can't be more clear. He makes us, he made us. We're a new creation of his. If I follow Jesus, he says, I'm gonna make you a fisher of men. You're gonna bless the world because you're gonna help people who are apart from me now, who don't know my love, who aren't filled with my spirit of peace and grace and love and patience and kindness and strength. You're gonna help them come back to me. That's what you're gonna do. And, and, and I just wanna tell you, man, I, when I think about this, I'm like, again, like if you're, watching and you, and you don't know Christ, I, I just say, please, as I go through the rest of this message, just know everything I'm sharing with you, with, with those who are followers of Jesus, part of the church, it's because God loves you and because we love you. One of my all-time favorite stories about this is Penn Jillette. Do you guys know Penn Jillette? He's an entertainer and a magician, very famous down in Vegas, but super strong atheist against any faith at all in Jesus Christ. But he tells this amazing story after one of his shows, how a guy, a really nice guy, just came up to him and gave him a Bible. And for some reason, it really touched his heart. And I, and, but here's what, here's what uh, Penn said. He said, you know, people will say you shouldn't proselytize, which just simply means you shouldn't try to get other people to, to believe what you believe. And he, an atheist says, I could not disagree more. He, and then he said this, because if you actually believe that there's a heaven and a hell and that there's this beautiful place for eternity that, that someone could live in, but you also believe that there's an eternal separation from God. He goes, if you actually believe that, he said, how much do you have to hate someone? Not to tell them. Man, first time I ever saw that. I was cut to the bone because I do believe with all of my heart that there's a heaven. 
I believe that that life with God can actually even start, eternal life starts now. And I do believe that having to live in this broken world separated from God and then to live in eternity separated from him. If you love anybody and you actually believe that, then you're gonna wanna go tell the world and bless the world. So that's our series, you guys, that we're gonna be doing for the next month. It's called Bless. And what I love about this is it's just a very simple acronym. This is gonna be such a practical, helpful four weeks for you to know how you can actually bless the world. And the truth is, this is crazy. We actually had started this series back in March. We got two weeks in and then COVID hit. And that's when we started doing all of this. And we just knew we couldn't continue that series. It wouldn't have been appropriate. We jumped in some other things to talk about faith and peace and hope in Christ during the midst of this beginning of this pandemic. But man, we know now that this isn't going away and people need to get reconciled to God. So we're jumping back in. So what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna recap those first two weeks. So this is gonna be tough. Can I be honest with you? <laughs> I can't go into depth in these two messages. I'm just gonna recap them for you. Please listen. If you want to, man, you can go back and watch both these messages um, in full. Just go to our website, go to our app, and you can watch them. But here's the acronym for BLESS. The B is you're gonna begin with prayer. If you really wanna bless people, the first thing you do is you just pray, you start praying. And then the second one is you listen with care. That's the L. And those are the two I'm gonna to touch on today. And then in the, the weeks following, the E is you actually eat together. That's a fun one. Can't wait to do that next week. And then the first S is you serve with love. And then finally, at the end, the last S is you share your story. All right, so let me re begin this recap with why if you want to bless the world, bless your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, your family members, do you begin with prayer? Well, I just wanna tell you that prayer is actually how you do the mission. God has called us to be on this mission, to bless the world by getting, helping people get reconnected back to God. Um, but prayer is how you do it. I love this. Ephesians 6, 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with us in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Man, <laughs> like just in this one verse, pray in the spirit, all occasions, all kinds of prayers, requests, always keep on praying for all the people. That's just, we need to be praying. So I wanna share with you very practically, I have, I have taken this very seriously um, this last year, specifically with my own life. And, uh, and I've been practicing this faithfully. Um, so I'm gonna give you three things um, to pray for. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you, seriously, this is what I pray every day when I go out on my prayer walk each morning. The first one, if you're gonna bless the world, is you have to pray for yourself. You gotta pray for yourself. Why? Because I, well, here's the three things you need to pray. God, Give me your eyes. I can tell you this right now. I do not see every person that I run into the way that God sees them. I, I just, God looks at every person on the planet. Again, if you're watching and you don't know his love yet, he looks at every one 
on this planet with great love. Jesus looks at every person on this planet as someone that he died for. And so sometimes I'm like you, I'm human, I'm judgmental, I don't care, let's just be honest. I'm busy with my own day. And so I have to pray and say, God, please give me your eyes so I can see people the way you see them. Secondly, God, give me your heart. Give me your heart. Uh, Oh man, this wasn't in my notes, but it just hit me. Let me just say this. I hate this, but I'm gonna say it. You and I who are followers of Jesus, again, like Pendulette said, if we really believe that there's a heaven and a hell and that there's a possibility for life for those that you know now to not be freaking out, to have strength and courage and hope and peace, why in the world are we not telling them? Can I, can I just say this? It's because we don't care. Really? So if, if you are someone right now who's a follower of Jesus and you're not telling anybody or helping anybody get blessed by being back together with God, you probably need to pray, God, give me your heart. Please give me your heart because God's heart is for every person in this world. And then you pray, the last thing is, God, give me your love. Give me your love. Because this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And so when he pours his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, whom he's given us, Romans 5, 5, when that happens and we have his love, guess what happens? We will lay down our life for others too. So the first thing you need to pray for, if we're gonna begin with prayer, is pray for yourself. And ask God to give you his eyes to see people the way he sees them, his heart so you'll care, and then his love so you'll lay down your life. Second thing to pray for is interactions. I'm just praying every day for interactions. And specifically these two things. God, give me opportunities. Just give me opportunities, man, and help me to see him when you do. But I'm just asking to help, help me to run into the people I need to run into. You can also prompt me, God, put those people on my heart. And then the second thing I'm praying for is then God, give me favor. Give me favor. So, because as I'm interacting with people and I want them to get to know God, then I'm asking, Lord, would you make me a blessing? Would you make me um, a person who does love and who is kind and who does care so that I can have favor with people so that we can actually have a conversation someday? So pray for yourself, pray for interactions, and then, and then yes, pray for others. Pray, 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 and pray. Fight in the spiritual realms for people who don't know them. And you guys, we gotta do this because here's what's interesting. You are never gonna save anybody. Ain't gonna happen. We need to pray and ask God to do what only he can do. So I'm gonna share with you real quick, I have four prayers and I pray these, I do. I pray these every single day for the people that I want to be blessed by being reconciled to God and being brought back into relationship with him. Here's the first one. I pray, God, please draw them to Jesus. Why? Because John 6, says, no one comes to, Jesus says, no one comes to me unless the father who sent me draws them. 
So man, when I read that, I just realized, well then man, God draw them. Like I just, I just, and, and here's the thing, any one of us who's ever come to faith in Christ, you, that's what happened. You got drawn into it. Even you, there was something that started to woo you inside your heart. Man, pray that God will draw your friend, your coworker, your family member, your neighbor to Jesus. That's his job and he can do it. Secondly, I pray God, please convict them of sin. Because here, here's the truth. You don't ever think that you need Jesus. <laughs> why, why do I need a savior? Like why, why do I need to give my life to Christ? Why do I need his forgiveness? The only way that anybody will actually feel like, I, I, man, I need God and I need Jesus is if the Holy Spirit, listen in John 16, eight, here's what Jesus says. When he comes, means the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So, by the way, do you see what this is? That's not your job. That's not your job. Your job is to share truth. Your job is to proclaim the good news. Your job is to love people. <laughs> but pray that the Holy Spirit will start working inside someone so that they will actually feel the conviction, which will lead them to the realization, man, I need to get right with God. So pray and ask God, draw them to Jesus, convict them of sin. Here's a third one. Father, will you please rescue them from the dominion of darkness? Colossians 1.13 says this, for God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he's brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves. And here's, here's, again, here's what I know. And again, if, you, if you're not a follower of Christ, let me just share this with you. Nobody ever rescues themselves. No one ever gets better or gets good enough. God knows that we can't get good enough. We actually, the Bible in another place says that, the, that we have an actual, a spiritual enemy who blinds the minds of those who don't believe. Like, and so, so you literally, you can't see it. It's a dominion. It's a power, <coughs> excuse me, of darkness. And the only way that any person actually gets reconciled back to God is they have to be rescued. So man, that's what I pray. God, rescue this person from the dominion of darkness and bring him into the kingdom. Because I can't do that. That's what he does. Here's the last one. I, I, this is my favorite one most recently in the last couple of years for me, shine your light into their hearts. Father, shine your light into their hearts. When I, I, I read this and it was so beautiful, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, he says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, that's kind of powerful, said made, he made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. What's Paul saying here? He goes, the only reason that I ever came to be able to put my faith in Christ is because God who made light shine out of darkness, he made his light shine in my heart. And you know what? That's my story. That's the story of every person who actually has a relationship with God through Christ. So pray for it. Pray, pray, pray. God, make your light 
shine in their hearts so they can see your glory, so they can see the beauty of you in the face of Jesus. So there you go, man. Pray for others. Draw them to Jesus, God. Convict them of sin. Rescue them from the beginning of darkness and shine your light into their hearts. Those are the things I pray. So then here's the practical thing that we wanna ask you to do. And we're gonna, this, will, this will actually be a part of all of the four weeks that we're doing. Um, we're gonna ask you to make a franc list or frank list, I like franc. And it's another, it's an acronym to help you. And uh, this list is right here. And we and wanna encourage you to write this down. And, and again, begin with prayer. Just ask God to lay people on your heart. And we're gonna ask you to write down five names of people that you're gonna pray for. Five names that you're gonna pray for. The F is we want you to write down the name of a friend. Who's a friend that you are gonna pray for every single day that God will do these things for? R, who's a relative? Brother, sister, mother, father, distant relative. Who's someone in your family, a relative that you're gonna pray for every day? A is an acquaintance. Is there someone that just is in your life that you're gonna pray for every single day? The N is a neighbor. Who's someone that actually lives on your street or in your neighborhood that you're gonna pray for every day? And then the C is a coworker, a coworker. These five things are the sphere of influence that God has given you. And you guys, and here's what we know. Jesus began with prayer. That's what he did. In fact, before he chose the 12 disciples, you know what he did? He, it says he went out and he prayed all night long, asking his father, who is it that you want me to pour my life into? So just start and ask God and say, God, who do you want me? No, let's put it this way. Who do you want to bless through me? Who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want me to lay down my life for? To love so they can be blessed by being brought to back together with you. If you're gonna bless the world, you guys, if I'm gonna bless the world, it's because we're gonna begin with prayer. So that's the recap of the first message. Now let me hit the second one. Let's hit the L. After you've begun with prayer, the next thing you do is you listen with care. Listen with care. James 1.19, great verse. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. <laughs> quick to listen, slow to speak. Back in uh, March when we were doing this series, Alex Rahill came in and he actually spoke uh, the week before. And he had shared with me that there are actually studies that people have shown that one of the top ways that people actually feel loved is when someone listens to them. Just by being listened to, people feel loved. I remember when we moved here, I read an article that said that there, were, there, was, a, there was a person who actually put an ad in the paper and all it simply said was, you, he gave a phone number, he said, if you call this number, I will listen to you. And the, the, there was this article on this because it was packed. So many people were calling this guy because they just needed someone who would listen to them. And what's our command? 
from Jesus. He goes, love your neighbor, <laughs> love them, love people. Well, if one of the ways that people feel loved is to listen, man, let's do it. Let's figure out this skill. And by the way, after I get done with these, these, these last, this part of this message, um, just pay attention to how few people actually are interested in listening to you. It's, it's crazy. Very few people have this skill. Very few, few people actually love to listen. When I gave this message back in March, that was my phrase. I made everybody say over and over again, I love to listen. And what was funny is I, said, I asked everybody, I said, how'd that feel when you said that? And you could tell in the room, it's like, uh, I don't know if I really do love to listen. Well, that's what we're gonna learn here. Because when you listen to someone, you love them. You bless them. First one, let me just give you three quick things. Number one, listening shows respect. When you listen, it shows respect. First Peter 3, 15 says this, put, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. You know, as I was, as I was looking at this verse and I was like, why? Here's a, here's a better question maybe. Why would people ask you in the first place? How many people have asked you, would you share with me the hope you have? Like, what is it about you? Well, I think the reason people ask you in the first place is number one, you actually in your heart revere Christ as Lord. That's how this passage started. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. See, I think if Jesus actually, come on, follower of Christ, if he is your Lord, which means you follow him, which means you look like him, which means you do everything he asks you to do, you know what's gonna happen? You, when Jesus is your Lord, you will have so much hope and so much peace and so much joy and so much rest, especially in the midst of a world like this, that people will ask you, how are you staying so calm in the midst of all this? Well, it's because Jesus is Lord. But here's the other thing. If he's Lord, you know what'll happen? You'll be loving them. Because <laughs> that's his command. Love your neighbor. So I think they'll ask you if you're revering him as Lord. Second thing, why would they ask you? Because the key way you love him is if you actually are asking questions and actively listening. Because it shows respect to people when you honor them, when you ask them about their life. It honors people. I love this Proverbs. Proverbs 18, two says this. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. <laughs> That's so great. And you know what? Unfortunately, a lot of Christians, we like to air our opinions and we actually aren't showing any pleasure in actually understanding the people that we're talking to. So there's two types of listening, right? There's listening to understand and there's listening to respond. And we've all seen it. <laughs> Some people are actually listening because they really are interested in you. And other people are, they're, they're listening because they can't wait. To, they're like a, a racehorse behind the gate who's just, as soon as you're done, I got something I wanna say. And it's like, oh my gosh, you just wanna say, just stop, I'll just stop talking. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> are you just, do you just wanna air your opinion even about Jesus to people? Or do you actually want to understand them? Man, and nothing helps us respect people more than we really want when we want to hear their story. 
I, I, I want to know, I want to know who you are. I want to know your journey. Tell me about your life. Man, that is so honoring to somebody and it respects them. So if you listen to understand, it shows respect. Listening shows respect. Number two, listening shows value. When you listen to someone, it shows value. Philippians 2, three through seven says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Well, can I just ask you, what shows another person that you value them above yourself than actually listening to them instead of talking the whole time? Man, that values somebody. And so you ask again, you, you ask questions. I'm actually more interested in you than I am in me. And, and again, I tell you, it is a rare occasion to get into a room with other people where they actually are interested more in someone else besides themselves. And I wanna say, this is Jesus, you guys. So if we follow Christ, we wanna value people right here. This, later on in this passage, it says, we should have the same attitude as Jesus, who always lays down his life for others, value them. And so I love Dale Carnegie. He says, you can make more friends in two months by becoming genuinely interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. That's a great quote. And here's the proverb, which is just, again, a, a, a morsel of wisdom. It says, a plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. What's he saying there? Every person you know, has deep waters, deep stuff inside of them that hardly, that hardly anybody knows about, that they're probably scared to let people know about. But man, a man of understanding, right? Like we learned in the other proverb, like I actually want to know you, I, I value you, you know how to draw those out. And how do you draw it out? Yes, questions. This was the life of Jesus, you guys, the one we follow that we wanna be like. I love this. The gospel records 307 questions that Jesus asked other people. He was always asking people questions. He was asked 183 questions. You know how many of those he answered? Three. He is bringing out, you know why he's asking questions? Because he wants to bring out who they really are because there is nothing nothing like being fully known and fully loved. So listen to people. Value them above yourself. And listening does that. And here's the last thing real quick. Listening shows us how to love. It actually shows us how to love. Proverbs 18, 13 says this. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and shame. But I love how Eugene Peterson wrote it in the message. He said, answering before listening is both stupid and rude. <laughs> Just, what, what's, what, what's he saying here? If you're engaged and you're getting to know somebody in your conversation and you want to bless them, man, if you're answering before you're even listening, you're just showing your folly and your shame. And I just think the way that we really know how to love anybody is because we actually listen to them and we know what matters to them. We know what, care, what they care about. We know what their needs are. 
Like every time we do a mission trip, in fact, right before COVID, we were gonna go to Honduras and, and we were listening to them. Like the reason we knew what we were gonna do when we got down there wasn't because we had all these great ideas. It's because they, we were listening and asking them questions and they were telling us. And once we knew, once we listened to them, we knew how to actually love them. I shared this in the message back in March, but I thought this was a great, it's a great story. It's another team that was doing a mission trip to India. And so they were all excited and they were all prepared and they get there and they came and they said, okay, man, we are ready and we, we, we can do anything for you. We, we can build you a medical clinic. We can build you a school so your, people can le- your kids can learn and get out of poverty. We can build you a church. Man, what, what do you guys want? How can we help you? And the group of people said, we need a mailbox. We need a, you need a mailbox? Now what they were saying was, we need an address. We need a post office. We need, because in India, if you don't have a mailbox, if you don't have an actual address, then you don't exist on the map. It's like you're not there. There are literally villages, cities of 10 to 15,000 people who didn't have an address, a zip code, a mailbox. And when that happens, you are not recognized as existing for any of the social services that the government will offer. And so the people come and go, okay, we're ready to help. What do you want us to do? And they're like, we need a mailbox. You know what's interesting? So for two years, it took them two years to fight through the bureaucracy. But eventually they got them an address. They got him a mailbox and it changed that city. And they knew what to do and they knew how to love because they were listening. Oh, you guys, if we're gonna follow Jesus, if we're gonna be like him, then we value people, we respect them, we value them and we listen to them because then we know how to love them. You guys, God wants to bless the world. So start praying. Begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. Your application, number one, is get out that front list. Get a friend, a relative, acquaintance, a neighbor, a coworker. Start praying for them every day. And then your second application step is then get together with them and actually value them. Respect them. Respect their story. Just listen to it. I tell you so much judgment in this world, but one of the greatest things that gets rid of judgment is hearing another person's story. Listen, value them. Take them out and just ask them some questions. You you will freak somebody out because they'll feel valued and they'll feel blessed. God wants to bless the world, you guys. He wants to do it through you. And if you're gonna pray, and if you will listen, then that's gonna begin the pathway of helping them to find out that God actually loves them, cares about them, and can't wait to be brought back together with them. All right, let me pray for you. Father, thank you for loving me. Thanks for loving the world. Thanks, God, that every person who's listening, you love. God, I do want to pray for your church. I want to pray for those who actually follow you, Jesus. For those of us who've said, Christ, we believe in you 
and we are new creations in Christ, that you are actually in us and we're in you. God, I wanna pray for us. And I ask that you would give us your eyes and give us your heart and give us your love for the neighbors and acquaintances and family members and coworkers and friends that you love, that you love, that you want to bless with your very life. God, give us the courage and the love to bless them. And I ask for it in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We don't have any worship today because we're actually out at all these parks and stuff and our bands are actually gonna be at all those places. And so, um, so thanks again for tuning in. Please take this seriously, very practical stuff. Start applying it to your life and watch how God will begin to bless those that you care about. Have a great day.